This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. A resolute defensive display and two world-class saves from Max O'Leary means another Tommy Conway penalty gives us all three points against an informed Sunderland team. Lee's three words were massive three points and his synopsis, another game where you could argue the better side on the day didn't come away with the spoils, but we've been that better side a few times this season and not come away with the points. So it was nice and important for Manning that roles were reversed on this occasion. Another very slow start to the second half, which we didn't really recover from, to having any sustained possession in the second period. Happy as an elf at Christmas. And Matt, the stats yesterday, I don't know if you've seen them, but Sunderland, 67% possession, 18 shots to six, nine on target to our three, three off target to our one, and 593 passes to our 287. Yeah, morning, mate. Morning, everyone. Um, It makes you wonder, doesn't it, about the squad that we currently have was very much built up as not being really a possession-based team um, and hitting teams on the counter. And there was an element of that that yesterday. Um, but I also have to say, I think you've, you've got to give credit to Sunderland. And when you've got players of the ilk of Alex Pritchard, Jack Clark, Patrick Roberts, we're going to see less of the ball. Because maybe other than Jason Knight, I don't think we've got anybody that's at, at their level um, sort of on, on the ball. Um, and the way they move it. So, completely agree with Lee. You know, I've 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 seen every Liam Manning game, um, and we probably should have come out with more points from games that we didn't. So, that's the Championship football, isn't it? Um, In the words of uh, Greavesy, it's a funny old game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You know, in fairness to Sunderland, they definitely deserve some out of the game. Um, it's interesting because I think you said you were on a, a Sunderland podcast yeah. um, talking about Patrick Roberts and, and they almost kind of implied we could have him. 40 million um, pounds. Yeah, I, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was excellent. Um, caused real problems. Clark faded a little bit and I was glad they took Pritchard off. And it's funny what managers see in it because I thought Pritchard was kind of running the show a little bit and would be a player that would unlock and, and obviously they take him off and he, he didn't look happy about it. But... Uh, yeah, as I say, you know, and as Greavesy said, funny old game. Um, we we come away with the win, and it, and it was a massive win for Liam Manning yesterday. Um, it doesn't paper over some of the cracks, um, but it also shows the progression. Um, so yeah, no, I was, well, I was I was really pleased. If we can get back to back victories against Hull on Friday, it certainly looks like a happier Christmas. Yeah, I I talked before the game about I think I think we needed four points um, as a minimum. We've got that win now, which which should give them a bit of confidence. Naki is obviously back on the bench, um, so there's another option there. So yeah, there's no no reason I know how. I don't know what the whole game finishes. I think they were three 0 up at one stage, and if it stayed that way, um, but they're a good side. Hull, we know that, but we we can go into that game with absolutely nothing to fear and, and looking for another three points. Right, let's bring in our guest, Matt, and we'll start with a talk club check-in to a man sat on a balcony abroad in Fjordsaventura, I believe. Rob, how are you, sir? 
Uh, very good, thank you. Yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a strong nine, I'd say. Um, <laughs> as you say, uh, the, the fact that I'm able to sit outside in the sun at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, you got a beer? Uh, no, I have it. I know it's five o'clock somewhere, but not yet. No, I'll uh, I, I'll wait. I'll hold a bit of decorum for the for the pod. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it's lovely and uh, beautiful place that I'm staying in and. Uh, I actually had quite a sensible night last night, um, so I'm I'm feeling quite fresh this morning. So nice. happy Sunday ahead! Excellent stuff, Matt. Um, I'll go. I'll go an eight. I'm quite buoyant after yesterday and a successful curry last night as well. Nice. A lamb lamb karahi, um, oh, which is a, nice. yeah, it's a medium dish with a little bit more of a kick than some of the other medium ones. You never know what you're yeah, quite get. like a karahi. Yeah, yeah. But um, just whilst I think of it, if for anyone who doesn't follow Matt Hudson on twitter he is basically the curry king of the southwest so uh check him out he's a bristol city fan um but yeah i'm gonna go eight matt how about yourself um yeah i'll, I'll go an eight um not not long up but um i think again that that win makes such a difference doesn't it so yeah i'll, I'll go an eight mate and looking forward to a, a day of football on the box today so yeah Great uh, to see Keith Woff at Ashton Gate yesterday. First time in some time. Obviously, our Wembley hero from 86. Big, big games. Uh, the Sheffield United playoff matches. And also that Notts game um, at Notts Forest as well. So, yeah. Yeah, great to see him. Um, and also, in the Heineken Lounge yesterday, I interviewed Tom Rawcliffe, the finance director and COO of Bristol City. So, it was great to speak to him, talking all things uh, about his background, a bit, bit more about him, what a typical day looks like for him, as well as running the club sustainably. Um, and talking about those 9,000-odd tickets sold for West Ham, Matt. What an effort that is. It's incredible. I mean, of, of course, the pricing um, structure may, makes a big difference there. Um, but I think, am I right in saying we took something like five and a half, six thousand to Man City in the, yeah, the semi-final? Not... So it kind of shows perspective. But as I say, I think I think the costing um, they they absolutely got right. Mm. Um, yeah, your, your point on Keith Woff, mate. They say don't meet your heroes, don't they? Um, I met two of mine yesterday, and Keith Woff and Robbie Turner. Um, and two nicer blokes you couldn't wish to meet. Um, so yeah, that 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 phrase doesn't old fit. It seems when you uh, you come to Bristol City players. Um, yeah, and I also got to to meet and have a chat with um, Sir Alan Dix yesterday. Um, he was doing another book shot signing in the shop. And again, what a gentleman. Um, got caught up in the traffic, so it was a little bit late. But you know, apologised to everybody as he walked in, and then apologised to everybody as he was signing the books. So yeah, <laughs> just just a. A, a really good day again and highlighting again patch for, for me the great work that the, the former players association do um neil sally palmer you know sue yourself it's uh cj there's a lot of work that goes into it but w when you see those former players come back and what it means to fans that are seeing them yeah it's brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah Brilliant stuff. A couple of birthdays to shout out. Adrian Harrison, 60th birthday. John Campbell, 60th birthday as well. And today is actually the birthday of Ian Broomfield. For those who don't know, look him up. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Still in football. Um, uh, I think he's now 72 years old, but uh, doesn't good look... Good-looking man at 72, Patrick. Doesn't well, look he? anywhere near it, does he? No, good-looking <laughs> man. Yeah, and a thoroughly nice man as well, yeah. Absolutely. Right, let's get to the team then. So, two changes. Williams and Bell coming out. Garden Hickman and Mimetti coming in. Two changes that you called, Matt, I think, uh, during the week and predicted. And yep. great to see Naki Wells back on the bench. 
yeah, I, th- I thought there was a chance that Cornick might start as well. Um, but obviously that 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 proved to be not the case. But yeah, re- really good to see Naki back on the kit on the, the the bench. Interesting when Liam Manning was in, was was interviewed. Um, in many ways, Nigel Pearson never gave anything away in terms of returning players, and Liam Manning slightly more subtle in not giving anything away. Yeah, we'll see <laughs> him soon. Sort of, we'll see him soon. Yeah, we'll see him soon. <laughs> we'll see him very soon. But yeah, you know. Um, so that that was that was great to see, and I guess you know, I get that a little bit, and I'll come to you for this, Rob. Um, he doesn't want to give give that away um, in terms of to the to Sunderland because it may have meant a slightly different team selection, but also it keeps them guessing. If Wells comes back into availability, he may well play Wells and Conway up top because we know how fruitful that's been in the past. Uh, yeah, I agree, and uh, like you say, you do want to to a degree hold your cards close to your to your chest. I'm. I do a lot of fantasy football and it's always when you get to the, the the deadline each week, it's imperative, you know, who's playing and not playing. And you have to pay attention to a lot of the uh, premiership managers and their press conferences. And they're all exactly the same. You know, it's absolute guesswork right up until if you take Harland, obviously who has been high profile in, in the premiership. Nobody really knows what's going on with his injury at the moment. Now, as you can imagine, in something like Fantasy Premier League, he's the most popular player. Mm. So, you know, do you have him in your team? Do you not have him in your team? And, and literally, people are all over it, yet they still don't know. Well, so I've I given think, up yeah. caring about my fantasy team, so well, I've taken yeah, him out yeah. to free up a bit of cash. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, uh, it is an interesting one. But I, I think the amount of study that, that goes in now... Um, from a coaching element in trying to gain, and I'll, I'll use a Lee Johnson ex- expression actually, but gain those small advantages. I think it's very much the the, the modern way now that you, you really do have to keep people second guessing. And it's, it's moved on a lot since those days of um, spies going into opposition training grounds and stuff like that. I think it's, it's all out there, but it, it comes now more from what people tell you. Um, and and they're you know for that reason, I think they are cagey. They want to. It's that balance, isn't it? They want to keep the fans informed, which is really important, mm-hmm. um, but not so much of an open book that you're sort of being detrimental to your own benefit when it comes with second guessing with the opposition. Yeah. So just for the record, the lineup yesterday was O'Leary, Tanner, Viner, Dickie Pring, James, and Gardner Hickman. Sykes, Knight, Mametti, and Conway up top. On the bench, Bajic, Knight LaBelle, Williams, Vyman, Cornick, Bell, Wells, and Yaboa. So, Matt, I'm not going to use the F word. Begins with F and ends in N. No, you want to. But uh, look like a a 4-2-3-1 to me a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, just for for Adabola's shiny head, yeah, from my point of view um, on that one, um, yeah, I think it probably was that, mate. Um, I think it probably was that. Um, bingo. Yeah, bingo. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Adabola shiny head. Um, I never knew that I said it. So, uh, Robin Patch, if you no- notice that I say from that point of view, please. Well, uh, just said it twice now. So please bail it. Yeah. Well, that's um, context. Oh, Adabola, what a player, by the way. Um, yeah. Right. So yeah, uh, that was the the formation, um, and we'll get into into the minutes. Before we do, um, obviously, yesterday was a Tom Lockyer again going down and suffering cardiac arrest. To hoping that he gets well soon, and it's uh, going to be an interesting uh, to see how how this progresses for Tom Lockyer. But Matt, that was a uh, shocking to see. Yeah, yeah, really shocking. Um, unfortunately, on social media, 
there's there's numerous posts and, and you kind of see him slumped to the ground. Um, but again, foot, the football community come together. Um, some of the highlights I've seen of the way that the players and then the fans reacted. Mm. Um, you know, Tom will have been in the the the, the sort of you know, doctor's room or what have you, hearing his name being chanted, and I'm sure that, that that did him some good. But you know, yeah, we know he's a he's a gas head and he's given it to us both barrels when we've we've sort of played Luton, but in the right battle kind of context of it, and absolutely wish him all the best. Hopefully it's something that they can fix um, and he's able to continue his playing career because, you know, the lad deserves to be playing in the Premier League and uh, to have it cut short with something like this would be dreadful for him. So, yeah, we, we wish him all the very best. Absolutely. Right, let's get into the minutes then. So, first minute, uh, Tommy Conway booked after some 40 seconds. Haven't seen it back and uh, I think it was just like a, a, a late tackle, but uh, Matt, did you see it? All right, okay. Yeah, he slipped. He, 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 he kind of was racing across and his foot went from under him, took the player out. Right. Um, I've got to say, I think the ref, Steve Martin, if I'm right. Yes. Um, not not Steve if... Martin from um, the Three well, Amigos. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm surprised you went that one and not Planes Trains, but yeah. Good point. Um, but father to the, be fair, of the bride. To be fair, probably... No, parenthood. Probably the best comedic performance by a Steve Martin yesterday. <laughs> um, I thought he was absolutely atrocious. Um, and that Tommy Conway instant, it probably was a booking, but he had his back to it. So how does he book him? Oh, oh Jesus. So and, that, and in the first the minute, minute as well. First minute yeah, that, as well. That's the bit for me. And he, and he might have, maybe he gets a, a nod from his, his assistant to say, you know, in his earpiece, that's a booking. Um, but for me, the ref has to see it. You can't, you can't have your assistants refing it for you. No. Um, but that that was the start of it. I thought he was abysmal throughout the game. Probably the worst refereeing performance I've seen, um, certainly this season anyway. Robbie was called into question again six minutes later. It was a loose ball from Sunderland across the box and Sykes tries to dip in and is taken out. No penalty. And on on looking at the replay this morning, that was more of a penalty for me than the one we actually got later. Yeah, interesting that. Um... Just quickly going back to the ref, he he was sort of hand, in the end he made a rod for his own back. It was definitely yeah. a slip. So uh, you know he was hand, handing out cards like like John Candy. Um, but um, no, he uh, going going back to the Sykes instance. It's weird because you think right, okay, if we were in a VAR scenario, what would it look like? And, and I'd be honest, I watched it a few times, but it looks like there probably was contact. Yeah. But where was the contact and and how much? It, it's one of those classic sort of coming together scenarios. And it's it, it sort of, has there been a foul? Hasn't there been a foul? So they've come together and they've gone to ground. But has there actually been contact amongst it? Or have they just sort of moved through the same area? You know, it's, For it's me, weird. Rob, it's, it's one of those that before VAR, we probably wouldn't even talk about. No. I think is one where Sykes, he goes in, he admittedly has his foot up to sort yeah. of try and get the ball. Yeah. The bloke misses kicking the ball and kicks Sykes. Right. Again, before VAR, I don't think that's a pen. Now you've got VAR in the game and the player kicks the player accidentally, I think they give it all day long. Mm. So yeah, for, for me, it was a pen on that on that basis. 
Novar in the championship. That's what all that matters. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. 20th minute, it's uh, Sunderland at, at it again. Patterson, the Sunderland goalkeeper, first makes a dodgy pass out and Knight gets a foot in and takes a knock in the process. TGH then also gets a toe in, but it's Patterson, the goalie, who comes out near to the edge of the box, uh, inside the box, I must add, and takes him out. Uh, so it is a penalty on this occasion, which Tommy Conway executes very coolly, cool as a cucumber from the penalty spot after giving the keeper the eyes to the left and he goes right and it's 1-0. Rob? Yeah, and again, as as you said in your previous comment, Pat, was that a penalty? You know, it's uh, uh, the way I've seen that one, I mean, first of all, what Knight did was superb. He's winning a yeah. ball there that he had no right to win. I think that um, I think the previous incident was had to be in the referee's head. Yeah, I, think I, I agree. Yeah, um, and but the way I saw it, if it was against against me or if I was a neutral, I think Taylor Gardner Hickman is playing for it. He can see the opportunity. He's like, right, okay, I'll, I'll get a touch and then I'm going to hang my own leg. He, so I I think he's hung his leg for the contact. I, I think if you if you do a sort of some of the parts, and you look at that plus the Sykes incident. One of them should have been a penalty. Yeah, and, 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 and I think, and I think that's the that's the the bottom line outcome. Yeah. So that's the human yeah. element, I think, playing into it, Matt, yeah. isn't it? It's the the human element of I I might have made a mistake the first time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. I, I I think the thing for me with um with Gardner Hickman there, and Rob's right about night br- brilliant challenge gets taken out. Um, that would have been a free kick in its own. Um, I, I don't know that Gardner Hickman left his leg out. I think he knew if he gets a touch, the keeper's taking him out. Mm. Um, Heavy touch so as well. I think, yeah, and that's that's the point I was going to make, Patch, is that there's that bit, again, back in my day, it was almost you had to still have control of the ball. Or, you know, he, he was never getting anywhere near after that touch, was he? It was going straight out of play. Yeah, but I get that. And that's equally, the bit where he knew what he was doing, Rob's point. Taylor yeah. Gardner Hickman knew. If I get a touch, no matter how heavy, and I'm wiped tape, there's every chance of a pen, yeah. But equally, if the ball's up the other end and someone does that to a player on the pitch, it's still it's still a free kick. Oh, yeah. Anywhere else on the pitch is a free kick. So absolutely mm. in the in the penny area it should be. And and patch, I mean, have you ever seen a cooler penalty taker for Bristol City than Tom oh, Conway? It's fantastic. Never he just ne- he, never he looks, doesn't he? <laughs> and it's he, he just waits for the keeper to go and then rolls it the other side because obviously he went the left of the keeper, or the keeper's right, sorry, his left. Um, his last pen, didn't he? So yeah, couple of um, bits, a couple of few extras in there, Rob, as well. Don't know if you picked up on on the TV, but Taylor Gardner Hickman's reaction to the goalkeeper was quite yeah. uh, quite nice to see, <laughs> and also uh, it was Mametti playing decoy as well. Oh, what on taking the pen? Yes, yeah, yeah no, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. I did see the uh, Gardner Hickman reaction, <laughs> so there must have been some words exchanged pre penalty. For him to want to do that, because I was surprised. It's not something when you see him sort of in his his media sound bites, where he's almost almost angelic. You, um, <laughs> you 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 wouldn't think he's the one who's going to have that little bit of needle. Oh, absolutely. And, and funny enough, just quickly referencing the uh, melee right at the end, it seemed like Vyman might have been doing a little bit of naughty stuff. And again, you wouldn't think. That that would be him. I saw that he had a uh, 
a wry smile to one of the Sunderland players. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, ex- exactly that. So. Yeah. Well, when he came, when he came on the podcast is... that time as well, we, we spoke about his hip toss to the player in front of his. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So um, no, I, I mean it's you don't want you don't want players to get negative react, you know, reputation never negative reputations from certain antics but equally the amount of times we talked about it's passion though rob it's passion that i love to see we'd be exactly the same if not worse yeah i think i think yeah but i mean you've you've got the goal you don't you don't need to go and do do anything with the goalkeeper do you let's be honest the the penalty no i mean in terms of take yeah at at the penalty yeah 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 yeah. um so i don't know there must have been something said so yeah good good for him to shove the keeper back in his place really Nice. Right. 25th minute. It's a neat ball from the ground from Max O'Leary. Flicked on well from Pring. And Mameti is away. And after carrying the ball forward from the left with Conway in the middle, he's cut inside. He's bent one right-footed, hit the post. But Matt, that's what we want to see from Mameti. We want to see more of that. Yeah, Anis was a real... We, we saw both sides of Anis yesterday, didn't we? We saw the first half where... He was a constant kind of threat. You wanted to get him on the ball. Um, you wanted to have that confidence like he did with the shot. And then in the second half, you saw him out of the game, not really tracking his man, doing stuff he shouldn't have been doing. Um, but yeah, in, in, in the first half, he more than justified his starting place. Um, I thought he was a, a real threat and very, very unlucky with that that shot. I mean, he, he could have passed Tommy Conway very early in the move, didn't and then it wasn't on and then and then took the shot and yeah it's one of those where the keeper is literally a statue hoping that it goes yeah. wide or it's the post and it could rob have bounced back to tommy conway as well but unfortunately it didn't but he had so much space memetti on that on that left hand side yeah. at that particular moment and it looked like he only had one thing on his mind yeah i agree i mean matt's, matt's alluded to the fact that conway i personally in real time thought He's got past this. That was my first instinct because it was a two-on-one. Yeah, I yeah. also agree with Matt that the the angle did close down quite quickly. But but when when we first broke two-on-one, you're thinking this should, whichever way they go about it, this should be a goal. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying this, it was blatant, but I'd say you'd probably say 60-40, 70-30 should be more likely a goal than not a goal. Given that that pass maybe wasn't on, and, and some of that might be to do with Conway's running as well. Sometimes I've seen our players can, can almost run themselves into blind positions. So there, there's always an awareness on both players. But he got the shot away, you know, when, when Anis decided, look, there isn't a pass anymore. He actually got the shot away really quick, one of those very short back lift yep, type. Yeah, good technique. You know, and what have you. Um, yeah, rebounds, like you say, could go anywhere. Um, 27th but, minute, it's a TGH shooting from 25 yards. Well saved after Dickie finds him just over the halfway line, Matt. TGH did a few of those yesterday. Great to see. Good power, good accuracy, testing the keeper. Yeah, we, we've got to remember as well with TGH just how many games he's played at this level and how young he is. Um, I love the fact that he, he drives forward, Obviously, he's driving forward and gets the pen, but he drives forward. He's got good feet and he's got a good technique when it comes to to hitting a ball. Um, So, yeah, 
I absolutely would be looking at signing him permanently. Um, I think he's a, he's a quality footballer, and that that was a really good effort. As we discussed, though, I think on the podcast before, Rob, uh, we've got the option to buy him, uh, but you don't need to trigger that until the option runs out. It's not in your interest to do that. So I think some people have said, "Why aren't we signing him? Why aren't we signing him?" Well, we, we it's it's secure, so yeah. there's no point signing him prior to that. Well, particularly if then sort of in six months' time he gets injured. Well, exactly. And, you know, so, so, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to say yeah. that to jinx it, but there you go. No, but there's, <laughs> like you say, there, there is no need. Um, I, I believe there's nothing West Brom can do to stop that deal going through. No. Um, so, so whether it's, it's whether it's January or the end of the season, I'm not sure. Uh, I thought it was the end of the season. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, 32nd minute, Roberts shoots wide after Sunderland passed their way in. I watched this back this morning, Matt, and it was there was 10 first-time passes from the throw-ins, from the throw-in on the on the right-hand side. And and what a goal that would have been. It was <laughs> it was just the finish that let them down. I I know it's against your side, but when you see football like that, you can't do anything else but applaud. No. Um it was a brilliant move. Um I think it was was it Equa in the middle for them that the first time ball that he played back into Roberts and Roberts almost does everything right. He opens up his body. He's looking for the curler. He just doesn't get it right. Does he? But I think yeah, he forgot it, to put his predators on. Yeah. Yeah. It was a brilliant <laughs> move patch. And and yeah, I'll, I'll admit I was, I was sat there applauding it. I thought it was brilliant. 34th minute Rob Dickey booked for a cynical foul on the edge of the box. And the free kick takes a bit of a deflection, but Max is equal to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, just quickly picking up on Matt's point. Uh, for me, Patrick Roberts was man of the match for the first half alone, really. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, you know, he was sort of dancing feet. He was doing nutmegs on people. Um, and I would say that was one of two periods where we, you'd have to say, we rode our luck. Yes, there was a lot of resolute defending later on as well, which you, you earned that. But But there were times where Roberts in particular was just cutting through um in terms of that that foul patch it was yeah so i think this one was from the other side wasn't it and it was clark who's also a big threat going forward um rightly free kick yes very cynical um on commentary what um chris honor was saying was that it it actually went through the wall um and and you know what they're saying is you need to be sort of bonded tighter between each other so they've all jumped but it's sort of gone gone through a couple of them, yeah. which obviously gives you, yes, it went straight into Max's hands, but on another day, mm. that can deflect into one of the corners. Yeah, exactly. And I haven't got it noted, but it just brought back a memory. I think it was Pritchard's ball in from the touchline on the Dolman side where it actually hits the crossbar. Max has got it That's covered. Free kick later on, George yeah. Turner gives away, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, sure, I'm not sure Max did have it covered either. If I'm honest with you, well, I think, was, I, I, I think I, I think he did. Yeah, I think his hand was right. near near the bar, from what right. I could see. Um, Thirty six minute keeper clearance from uh, from Sunderland, and it comes to Dickie, and he's got a ever so small window of opportunity of getting a shot away. And I honestly thought, with his sort of background, that he would, um, but he doesn't, and it actually loses the ball, and Sunderland are away and have a good chance to score. Matt, I don't know if you picked up on that one as well. Yeah, I did. It's it's interesting with Rob Dickey. I can't recall maybe one shot that we've seen from him from distance. And I've seen lots of QPR goals or moments and even Oxford Mm. where he was doing that regularly. So I'm surprised we've not seen that. 
Um, but you're right. It was um, he turned it down, and then then we sort of got turned over and uh, led to a, a sudden attack. Yeah. Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Okay, halftime summary from Rob from Our Bespoke Quizzes. Uh, an entertaining half that swung one way then the other after opening exchanges in which both sides were making errors we took the upper hand courtesy of Conway's penalty and after we'd already had strong appeals for potential foul on Sykes earlier having taken the lead we then enjoyed a concerted spell of forcing them back to hopefully increase the advantage but having kept us sufficiently at bay it was pretty much all Sunderland for the last 15 they got lots of skill for ball players, particularly Roberts, but they've had not had the skill or luck where it matters to get themselves back on terms. Halftime came at a good time for us. Hopefully we can regain a foothold in the second half and grab a crucial three points. No qualms with that, Rob, but uh, you've got a 30-second window to let us know how it's going at our bespoke quizzes. Uh, thank you. Yeah, really well. Thank you. Um, so uh, I think when we last spoke, I was... Um, about to engage in a weekly quiz at the Windmill Inn in Portishead. That's been going really well. Uh, I'm doing a special Christmas one there on the 28th of December. So it, it literally in between Christmas and New Year, really good one for people to obviously bring friends and family along that maybe visit in the area. Uh, and on, on the back of that, I'm also doing a monthly quiz at my local the Ring of Bells in Nailsley. So, nice. yeah, looking looking to sort of push it on again in the new year. I'm aware January's pretty quiet for most people wanting to do a lot of social stuff. So I think perhaps as we start moving out of winter and back into spring and things like that, then uh, hopefully, yeah, yeah, as I said, move it forward again. Great stuff. Uh, so 28th of December at the Windmill in Porter's Head, yeah? Yeah, Windmill in Porter's Head. Seven yeah. o'clock kickoff or...? It is seven o'clock. Yes, thank what you. I guess that was right. Okay, <laughs> into the second half. Fifty-third minute. Sunderland header from 09 saved on the line by Max O'Leary. He literally claws it off the line and makes the type of save you only see very rarely, or so you would think. Let's comment on this one first, Matt. Um, Max O'Leary. In in recent weeks, we've kind of said that he doesn't make those saves very often, and he only on the on. Last week's podcast, we harped back to the Aston Villa performance and, yep. and we said about Dan Bentley making worldies. But yesterday, I don't know if Max was listening, but it was almost like, here you go, have that. It, <laughs> it, it, it was prophetic, wasn't it? As opposed to <laughs> pathetic. Yeah, it was um, It was a brilliant save, a brilliant save with a player sort of near to him as well um, to claw it out. I love it when you then see the goal line technology to see just how close it was um and yeah absolutely you know in in a uh, a man of the match performance which it was from max um i've got no problem in saying that that's what i want to see from him those are the saves i want to see from him that 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 saved us three points yesterday you know certainly certainly two from that point of view so i actually think had sunderland scored in that second half they would have gone on to win it because of the way they were playing um, but yeah, Patch, it was it was a, a really really brilliant save, and and I've seen lots of comments about 
you know, the, the, the usual, I don't even know why I do it, why I go on there, but the usual <laughs> comments around, oh, yeah, Max, he should be transferred off. Oh, yeah, man of the match. No one's saying he should be transferred out. I still stand by he needs competition, but that was a man of the match performance that would, ke- would have kept his place. So Absolutely. brilliant. Well done, Max O'Leary. 56 minute amazing run from TGH after good work from Pringham and Metty over on the Dolman side. And it ends with a half chance shot on target. Great tenacity after a really good block tackle just before um, from TGH, Rob. But uh, again, TGH getting the shots in, just impeded slightly on the execution. Yeah, t- totally agree. I think <laughs> it's clear to see it's uh, he is really, and you touched on it earlier, he is growing, definitely. You can see his stature and his belief in what he's doing. Um, and weirdly, he looks physically bigger in doing it as well. It, it just, it, it's the, the he's got a good body. I've, I've mentioned it before, but he holds his body in such a way when he runs that he makes, he makes himself look big. Yeah. And I, and I think there's what's growing is there's an increasing conviction yes. in an assurity in his place and his ability because he, for me, it's because he's getting a, a run because he's contributing um, and particularly yesterday um, to a, to a winning cause. I think these, I think we're actually witnessing a real rapid growth. I hope it doesn't tail off because I'm getting quite excited about where his potential is. Matt, do you think completely agree with Rob there, but uh, I mean, do you think he's going to be part of a rotation with Williams and James as well? Um, James is always, I think, going to be the featuring one. because of his experience. Yeah, and um, I did think yesterday when you come up come up against a team like Sunderland, you you need that mobility, and, and Matty just doesn't have the um, the pace. He's very one paced for me, Matty James. Um, but absolutely, he's going to be you know in in, in the, the 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 team for his experience. But I do think it will be a position that we're looking at, um, you know, in in January and in the summer, um, but yeah, I, I, Gardner Hickman I think is is really growing as a player. Yeah, absolutely. Sixty six minutes soaking up a lot of pressure. I put and it was like wave after wave of attack. Rob, at this point, it was getting a little bit uh, like we need we need a break. And then sixty eighth minute, it's that header from the corner from Job Bellingham, which draws that second remarkable save from Max O'Leary. Yeah, and it, and it was. It was. I think you mentioned it earlier. It was almost a case of if they got one, were they probably going to go on and get two? Um, it did feel like that we were properly on the rack. Um, and uh, yes, there was some heroic defending, but it, in a boxing contest, it might have been you know called off at, at, at <laughs> one point. And we and, and the thing was, we we weren't we weren't offering anything in return. Yeah. So you, you, we were we were defending it, but we weren't then keeping hold of the ball to try and relieve it, and and it literally became wave after wave. And you think, as you said, something's got to change the momentum here, just for a bit of respite. Um, yeah. And I think we then did for for five five ten minutes. Well, uh, just after that, Rob, it is the change. It's Mametti off and Vyman on, and James off and Williams on, and then Williams picks up. Probably a quicker booking than Tommy Conway in the first minute. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't think he'd been on for a minute, had he? So uh, yeah. yeah, it's um, it was quite quite remarkable. It just was shades of that FA Cup. Was it um the tackle on Steve McMahon from Vinnie James? Vinnie James. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got booked though, did he? 
No, he never. No, he never. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that substitution then, Rob. Do you think that um, sort of came at a good time to just break the play up a little bit because they were really on us? Yeah, I think, as I said, yeah, it needed something to happen, and also the the changes that were made were the right changes. Obviously, we're if we're given given the runaround, we're going to tire quicker, and you know needed that, and it needed just yeah, different focal point for us. And literally, the the substitution itself is just take a breath time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it also helps. Yeah, and it gave gave um I can't remember which player it was, but gave them an opportunity to come across to Liam Man in Matt. Andy Weinman, I think it was. Right, and yeah. and have that sort of that conversation. Yeah. I think yeah. the Andy Vyman bit was the second substitution. So 76. Uh, was it? Uh, right. Uh, sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay, Con- yeah. Conway off, Cornick on. But yeah. I think on both occasions, there was a player coming over to have a chat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, and, and not, um, you know, not, not, not kicking Matty James or anything like that. But, you know, I did genuinely feel like he'd, he'd ran his course. Under Nigel Pearson, I don't think Matty James was subbed at all. And if he was, very, very rarely. From a you know during a performance, injury wise, yeah, absolutely. But um, and that that doesn't. I, I'm not trying to knock Nigel Pearson for that, but it shows Liam Manning is looking at the game. Mark Sykes substituted, um, and and obviously there's a bit of a a growing feeling that you know maybe there's something there that that Liam Manning doesn't like because Sykes has been sub pretty much in every game. Yesterday it was absolutely the right decision. Yeah. Mark Sykes, was what, 80th his, minute that one. Yeah, but he wasn't having oh. his best game. So I think Manning sees the game and makes the change that he sees really is needed, as opposed to I've got to keep that person on the pitch because of what they are experienced or whatever. I, I also, and obviously I have no idea whether there's any fact behind this, but there was a home game a few games ago where I think Sykes took a knock hmm. and came off. I also get the impression, because he has gone off when sometimes he seems to be sort of our best player, and that's why people have questioned it. I do wonder if they're managing just a minor, minor injury with him as well. Could be. Um, and, and, you know, as I said, could be 100% wrong on that. Yesterday, tactically, it was, I don't think you'd argue against it yeah. in the way that you might have in other games. But, yeah, I think, it, I think might, with the injury, Rob, Sykes looks disappointed. Even yesterday, he mm. looked up to the sky, and you kind of think, if you know they're managing a knock, they they'd be talking. But I, I absolutely, yeah, I think you could very well be right. Yeah. Just before that Sykes substitution for uh, with uh, Sam Bell coming on, it was Harry Cornick through on goal. Take a couple of touches. Um, he gets round the man, gets in front of the man, and it was just a heavy touch that takes the ball away from him, Matt. And yeah, he was. Slightly impeded, but you need to be more clinical there and either go down properly or get a, get a, not as heavy a touch and he's through on goal there to to try and get it around the keeper. I mean, it's he's 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 through. He's he's one on one with the keeper really. Um, yes, the defenders coming back at him. Um, he seemed to be treading water a little bit as he was running through. He didn't quite get away from him, but but played the ball across him. Did the right thing, could have easily have, have, you know, taken a free kick. That would have been a sending off, clearly, because he, w- he would have then been on the keeper. I do think, and I've, I've not watched it back, I don't think there's any highlights of it as well um, that I've seen. It's um, on, the, on the extended highlights that was published. Was it, I, yeah. Yeah, I thought I, I 
watch that and I didn't see it. So I don't know why I was watching. Um, I think he did get a slight tug, but not enough that would have sort of pulled him back, or pulled, sort of pulled him down. It's just his touch again. And it's it's the bit with Harry Cornick, isn't it? That, that he does so many things well. His, his physical presence, the way that he is, but he's got to, he's got to get a shot away there. He's got to get a shot away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, into the final ten minutes, then Roberts Pring almost giving away a penalty at the other head at the other end, and um, the referee says no contact. I've seen that one back this morning, and it was minimal contact. But again, you've seen them given. Um, if it's the one I think you're on about, or you're, have you got another Pring one lined up? No, that's it. Right. For me, blatant penalty. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. He, um, he went. He went. I mean, considering the situation of the game and how late it was, yeah, he he went really early with a really strong horizontal leg out. Yes, and, and he invited. He basically invited somebody to fall over it. Um, and yeah, I think we really got away with one there. Yeah. Last 10 minutes, Matt, plus three minutes injury time was really unbearable to watch. Sunderland asked lots of questions of the City defence. I think Max had another couple of saves. He answered every question as the defence. The final whistle goes and there's three fist pumps from Manning to section 82. And we've won, 1-0. Yeah, yeah. Um, Resolute defending, as you said, right at the very start. Um, I've got to say, I'm glad Bellingham went on from the start. I thought he looked... Yeah, what was that all about? I mean, he he looks a proper player. I'm sure I've heard um, Brum fans talking about him as being even better than Jude, which is a a wonderful prospect from an England point of view. Imagine seeing those two in the same team. Oh, it could be Um, like Charlton days. Well, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the physicality of the lad... The way that he hung in the air for that header that Max saved as well. Mm. Um, so I'm glad about that. But yeah, you know, I, I, I've got mates who are Sunderland fans. I, I couldn't look them in the eye and say that it was a victory because it wasn't. Other than, you know, we defended resolutely and our keeper did did his job and then some. Um, a big, big win, Liam Manning. Um, it will keep um, a few of the Wolves from the door um, for another game. Um, and then if we can pick up some decent points between now and January, if we can sign a couple of players in January and then get the players back that we know that's to our squad, um, then things start to look a lot rosier, don't they? Um, oh, and you've got the second coming of Cafu still to come. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Ross. God, could you imagine if he starts and done, <laughs> done perform like that? But yeah, I don't think that will be the case. I think you've uh, you've got a Scottish international who uh, yeah, and and yeah. Well, well, we'll talk when we do the ratings. But yeah, I think I think he could be very a very important player for the way that Man spe- want to play. You spoke about the the wall, keep the wolves from the door. I think the wolves just need yeah. to back right off and just give plenty of time for everyone to get to know it's, each other and bed in. Yeah, it's it, it's the nature of the beast, I guess. Passionate. Um, I think. Absolutely, you've got the Nigel Pearson fans who probably until Liam Manning is is successful won't won't fully you know won't won't be behind him. Um, I'm I'm you know I, I didn't want Nigel Pearson sat, but I look at what we've got and I look at the improvements that I'm seeing in terms of what we're trying to do, and and it will be interesting to get Rob's take on it. Who, um, you know. I think I'm not being unfair to say that Rob would have wanted Nigel Pearson gone before he did. Um, 
I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I think you, you, you've got to look at what you're seeing and give the bloke a chance. And Liam Manning said himself after the game patch, we've only had like three weeks with this group and not really able to do much in terms of what we want to do um, training-wise because of the games. Um, so imagining in progressing like this, having a full pre-season with the team, you could see vast improvements on, on what we're already seeing. So that's the bit for me, and it's the modern world, social media and everything. Everyone wants immediate gratification, don't they? So, um, And they don't look at the, the bigger picture necessarily, but all about opinions, and I get that, and I can understand why people were upset. But yeah, he, he needs to be given a chance. It's not... I felt, I don't know about if you boys felt, I felt there was a lot of pressure on yesterday game and there didn't need to be really. It, it was one of those where fans were talking about it, close friends of mine were even saying they think he could be gone by Christmas. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> really, not I, I just can't believe, I can't believe that enters anybody's mind though. I really can. If but, I, yeah. could, I, I could, I could semi understand it if we'd lost by two or three every game. Yeah. Um, but, but still, Rob, it's well, yeah. I mean, it's in, it's interesting because you've actually made a really good point there, Patch. Because the the rhetoric around it all, if that were when when Pearson was losing games by one goal, there was a completely different narrative from the same people about Manning when we're losing by one one goal. Yeah. It's completely chalk and cheese. So people's they're not being consistent with their their rationale, really, because they're, they're not counting it both ways. Um, in terms of Pearson going in, take Manning from it, um, I think what Pearson did well was he executed what he was asked to do in terms of reducing a squad and building a culture. I don't think you can take anything away from Pearson for that. Yeah. My my thing that I would always question and questioned it based purely on what I was viewing as a spectator was I didn't get the confidence from Pearson that he was necessarily as tactically astute as required for what has been a changing uh, changing game. You know, things do move on and um, techniques to run teams changes. And there's a lot of new, a new younger breed of manager. There's a lot of data driven behind it. And I appreciate football will still have a lot of the old school values, but I don't think the old school values alone cut the mustard anymore. So I I think, I agree, that I was not uncomfortable with Pearson going because... I, I felt in the, the current game and climate, we needed somebody more hands-on and more of a coach and somebody who does get deep into the tactics and, and data and all of that to compete, as I said, in the, you know, the level things are now. So whether that's Manning or somebody else, I, I, I applaud the direction that we're trying to go into and go into Matt's point. Yes, just just give the blokes time. They've not been the last few fixtures have not been an easy run. Whoever was manager, so I mm. think it won't be. You know, it will be uncomfortable at times. But I do see what I see signs of how a team I'd like us to be 
in terms of how we play. Good stuff. Right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Matt. Let's get into the ratings. We've had uh, a number of predictions through again, so good to see the engagement. A number? We've had over 50, <laughs> mate. 50? Um, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and just because of people taking the time, so Simon 6.13, Andy Hall 6.19, Julian Haynes 6.23, Cal Smith 6.4, Adam Chudley 6.41, Bristol Badger 6.45, Alan Andrew 6.54, Ben Philpot 6.55, Mark Hutchinson 6.56, Max 6.59, Darren 6.6, Patch 6.62, Ben Bond 6.66, Robin over here, 6.7. Stephen, 6.7. Exiled Robin, 6.73. Farmer Palmer, 6.73. Tim Nels, Mark Powell, Ian Gay, 6.75. Robert Morris, 6.8. Big Z, 6.82. Robert Brown, 6.83. Liam Healy, Greg, Northern Tom, 6.85. Chris Chard, Adam Gould, Tim Davis, 6.9. Sam, 6.92. The Zane Walker, 6.95. Sam, 6.96. Rich, 6.96. Matt Burke, Kevin Clark, Mark Gingell, Deer Drooper, James Piercy, 7. Dell, 7.10. Anita Smith, 7.10. Suited Red Case, 7.13. Bristol Dell, Boy, Leo Theobald, Josh Bryant, 7.15. Chris, 7.18. Scott Pant, 7.19. Adrian Shepherd, Matthew Stratford, 7.20. Jordan Bath, 7.23. And Ellie Jones. Ellie <laughs> Jones. Was she was the the least highest, wasn't she? Ellie Jones, seven point two five. Love those positive <laughs> pants, Ellie Jones. Wow. And Claire Claire Roberts, seven point two five. So six point um, five five for me. Six point five five for Roberts. Let me put that in there. What was the range there? Yeah. So we've gone from um, six point one three up to seven point two five. The average of all of the scores, 6.83. Okay. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it was by no stretch our best performance. At the end of the day, it's a 1-0 home win, clean sheet against Sunderland. And that's the overriding factor, isn't it? <laughs> well, and and, and it's, it's funny. Um, a friend of ours, James, sort of was saying about not, not sort of seeing the game, seeing the stats and the comments. Yeah would be interested to see what the ratings were because it felt like we got battered. Um, and and as I went back, it, it definitely wasn't a case of us getting battered, certainly not in the first half. No. Second half, you know, yes, Sunderland were very much on top. Um, but a win does make such a difference, doesn't it? So anyway. Go on then. That's right, so challenge away. Um, Max, I've gone eight, a man of the match. Was very close to a nine. Um, but I think, you know, his, his Aston Villa performance is a, is probably a 10 in those days, isn't it? Mm. Um, so he was very close to a nine, but I went an eight for Max. Um, Cam Prigg... Oh, I'd have gone a nine. I was going to say... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I think... nine as well? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I'm just okay. trying to think how he could have got a nine. Um, yeah. He's got a clean sheet, two, two saves two out of the yeah. top drawer. Yep. No, I think that. I think Aston Villa probably was probably four was worldies, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So nine, yeah. nine for Max. Jesus, okay. what a score! I, th Excellent. I think that might be our first nine of the year. We might. And his distribution the, was great as well yesterday. It I was. He, he was. He was playing it a lot flatter yesterday. Yeah, and just like so, some some nice chipped passes, like yeah. that one to Campring. I think it was to flick yeah. it on. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm happy with a nine. Um, Pringy, I went six. I thought he had a bit of a torrid time. With, with Patrick Roberts, but he is, as you say, a £40 million player. 
but still defended and, and got a number of good blocks in. So, so and went got six. forward a bit more as well. Yeah. So went went six for Pringy. Rob Dickey, I went seven. Um, could have been an eight for Rob. Um, I went seven because he, he, his distribution definitely in the first 20, 25 minutes was the poorest I've seen from him. I was going to say, yeah. Um, so hence the seven. I think he gave um, away I gave away an attack as well, didn't he, early yeah, on? Yeah. George Tanner, I went seven. And the reason for going seven for George, he was up against a player in Clark who's who's outstanding um, and, and had very little change out of him. So going forward didn't, you know, George doesn't get forward very well and, and doesn't do that part of the job very well. But defensively, I thought he was saying that he made a couple of really key interceptions as well coming across. Um, so I, I went seven, but as much because of who he kept quiet in the game in Clark, who's won games on his own for Sunderland. But again, I'll take your boys' feeling. On, I can see Rob, on the on Rob the tan- yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think I was I, I would have gone less on on George. Um, okay. I, Out of possession, I do, hear, I do I do hear what you're saying about his opponent. Equally, his opponent may not have been having his best game. Hmm. I, I I didn't. Yeah, I, I'd say it was what you expected. So the classic six for me. So George is, George is being asked um, in possession to be part of a back three most of yeah. the time, which um, may or may not be his, his best position. And it felt like Pring was given the license to go forward more yesterday. So it's clear it's clearly that's how it's working. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to go seven. Okay. Um Zach, I went eight. I thought um, I thought Zach was excellent yesterday. I thought on the ball defensively. And again, he made two or three really important blocks centrally. Um, probably d- didn't didn't have the kind of deliveries that we see from him and we've seen from him in recent games. It was it was much more of a defensive performance from Zach, but I just thought it was a really, really top draw centre half performance from him. Um, so went eight, but that that was one where I was kind of oh, was it seven, was it eight? I thought he was better than Dicky. I gave seven, and and that was the eight. So can I just add a quick counter or a challenge to yeah, yeah, no, absolutely the, the whole concept because I think somebody put a, a good comment about I mean, it might be new patch actually about um, that Viner spent half half of the game horizontal, um, like wasn't, defending. That wasn't me. Like, Right. Okay, but I I do wonder because what I my abiding memory of our defending yesterday and it has been before in other sort of backs to the wall performances is we talk about bodies on the line and throwing yourself to to cut things out at the last last minute ditch or you know last last you know what I mean um, last last, last ditch, ditch tackles. Yeah. Um, what I would counter against that is are we being slow in the first instance, that it then becomes a case of last ditch. And and I do, I do, when I saw Viner and well, like you said, Dickie lost the ball doodles of times in the first half, uncharacteristically compared to recent games. Um, and with Zach, I picked up on one of the goals at Blackburn where it was the one that Schmoditz put the ball through. Yeah. And and for me, Viner was very flat-footed at that point where it was where it was sort of um, passed through. And I'm, I'm wondering, is there an element of that going on 
that that makes everything so last ditch because the initial response is slower. I I, I think um, definitely in some of that. I, I didn't think that so much yesterday. Blackburn, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I would say that very much from a Cam Pring point of view. I think Cam gets caught and then asked to last ditch, but actually. Is still defending, isn't it? Whether it's last ditch or whatever. Fundamentally, it was a case for me yesterday of your your point, Rob. Bodies on the line and having that determination to keep it out of the net. Um, I probably and again I did these last night. Maybe there's an element of the euphoria of that that win um, and and part of a defence that keeps a clean sheet. Um, so maybe Zach's more of a seven than an eight. But yeah, I, I, I totally get your point, mate. Yeah. What do you think, Patch? Seven or you eight? Seven. You're going seven, Rob, yeah? Seven for me, I'd say, okay. yeah. Patch? Yeah, seven. Okay, good work. Matty James, I went six. Matty James did his job, I think, in a, in a, a tough midfield battle, but it was no more, no less than, than, than I would expect for Matty James. It wasn't a poor performance. Mighty, I went seven. Um his energy again can can argue with. Rob's given me the finger up for an eight. Um, <laughs> no, no, not 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 like that. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, I, I don't think he was an eight yesterday. I've got to be honest. I think he I'm he pressed too. the game. Um, I don't know that he got on the ball as much as I've seen him on the ball and breaking with the ball. So yeah, T- Taylor was more more forward. Advancing more than, opportunities. Than Jason. And, and bear in yeah. mind, and, and and I don't know about what you boys thought because I was I was looking at the Sky lineups. They they had night in a two yesterday with Conway. They must have been listening to my uh, my thoughts last week. I, I don't I don't see that as a two at all. Right. I see him sort of playing. At times the, it was in the game up at wherever it was. Yeah, no, I'm on about yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yesterday. He was so, so alongside it, Conway at times. Yeah, it goes. Well, that's back what to, he's saying. Yes, yeah. 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 It goes back to two. my point. Oh, that two, not holding two. No, no, the two up front. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. right, okay. It goes back to my point that I think who like these BBC Sky yeah. formations are based on whatever it was last week. Possibly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But yeah, so all right, we because they don't going to know how we're going to line up, are they? Just no. going to see players and think, right, that's what they did last week. That's what how it's going to be. Yeah. So we all right, we've agreed. Right. So oh, what, what, was your, what was your what was your net on Gardner Hickman and Knight, then, because I probably would have so, gone eight, eight, night, seven, Gardner Hickman. So I've are gone, you switching that the other way around? Are you? No, I've gone, I've gone two sevens. And Patrick, I know you've got to get off. I've gone two sevens, um, but Gardner Hickman was closer to an eight for me than than Knight was, and those two shots partly play into that. So, yeah, so I went Knight seven, Gardner Hickman seven, Sykes I went six, um, Tommy Conway I went six, um, worked hard, no question. Um, doesn't get the, the touch of the ball that you'd like to see, but takes a really good pen, so six. Anis Mometi was the one. Anis was probably an eight in the first half and a five, four in the second half. So I went six for Anis. Does, does Conway um, not get a, get a seven because he scored the winning goal as no. well? Is that a bonus point? No, not for me. Not, no. not okay. from a pen. No, no, not from a pen. A good um, pen. Yeah, a oh, brilliant pen. An yeah. excellent yeah. pen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so so Anis Anis is six. Um, none of the, the subs all came on earliest was sixty nine minutes. So on that basis, have we got? We have. <laughs> uh, so on that basis, the exiled Robin and Farmer Palmer both get the average of six point seven three. Oh, right, well done, boys. Um, so well done to them. 
And um, for Liam, I went seven. It's a win. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you know, he, he, he kind of made the changes when he needed to. So, yeah, I went seven for Liam. Right, good stuff. Uh, no one really knows why it's Friday night, but it's Friday night, uh, Bristol City versus Hull. Um, and only a few more days to go until that comes along. It's soon be here. Um, yep. And yeah, it's going to be an, under another the lights. under the lights. Interesting in terms of what the team selected will be. Uh, who knows? We may even see Mr. Naki Wells. But uh, any thoughts, immediate thoughts on changes, Rob, for you? No, I think I think uh, fitness allowing, I think you go with the same 11. Okay, Matt? So to back up the win, basically. Same, same starting 11, Rob, yeah? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, same as me. Yeah, same as me. Okay. Lovely stuff. Right. Um, okay. Big thank you to Rob for dialing in from all the way from Fjordsha Ventura. Have a good rest of your holiday, Rob. Are yeah, you back for a Hull? No, I'm not. So um, Hull is on the night before I fly home. Right. So okay. uh, I should be doing the same watching it out here. Nice. Very nice. Okay. Great, right. Great. great stuff. Thanks, Nis, everybody. Uh, don't forget to follow us over on X at 3PIAPC. And yeah, we'll be back probably Saturday. Take care, everyone. Cheers for listening. Good work. Take Cheers. care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.